Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your bill's big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County? And welcome back for episode number 29 of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brendan Ricciardi. I'm here alongside Ben Thorpe in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, where we just watched Media Little League take down West Point by a score of 9 nothing. Ben, it's a great win for the boys in blue and white. Yeah, and that's especially, I feel like, in Little League, you know, getting that first win, uh, getting out of the way, staying out of the loser's bracket, that's really, like, the key, and then you really go from there. Um, that This looks like a team that they're set up to go pretty far in this. Yeah, I mean, deep pitching, especially in a tournament, now that it goes from four teams to eight teams, yeah. The amount of games that you have to get through is just unbelievable, and these guys seem like they have a lot of arms that they trust. They won this game based on strong pitching, strong defense, and they got timely hitting. So we'll start off in the bottom of the first inning. They were able to get a run when Chase D'Ambrosio absolutely ripped a ground ball, and Nate Selesky slid in safely to home. Like, if I was that second baseman, I would have just got out of the way. Yeah, that was. there's a couple balls that the media guys have hit that was just like, and credit to the dudes on West Point. Like they made a couple of plays on him, but there was a couple where it's just like you have no shot. Like yeah, it's, just, just, it's a business decision. It's been hit too hard. Yeah, like to get out of the way at this point. Yeah. Um, Austin Crowley got the start on the mound for media. He was great. He went three and two-thirds, had six strikeouts, uh, didn't let up any runs. Nobody on media let up any runs. But the important part was they kept his pitch count under 50, and he now only needs two days rest. Yeah, and that's another thing with Little League for people who aren't as familiar with it, like, a pitch count for pitchers is almost everything. Like it, it's so huge in like how you manage your staff. So keeping like Crowley, we're, we would call Crowley their ace. Keeping him to under fifty, it gives him two days rest as opposed to three or four. And now, yeah, he, he's ready for the big games again. Like you're going to need to get through tomorrow, but still, it, it, keeping your guys fresh and keeping them up with the pitch count is so huge in little league. Yeah, and having two days off, the way this bracket is set up, so they're going to play on Thursday against Back Mountain, and then they'll have if they win that game, they'd have a day off Friday, so he'd be able to pitch against Saturday. So, yeah. you know, just studying the bracket is important. Um, so they they really started to kind of take this game in the bottom of the third. D'Ambrosio, second RBI of the game, he had a base Shocker. hit. Uh, AJ Dominico drew a walk, and then Christian Nunez. It was kind of an awkward play, but there was an error out there. Uh, a run scored. I mean, you know, he did obviously well enough to yeah. to get the run in. Um, but, you know, Austin Crowley's three-run homer, that was what kind of made – like, that's what, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, ended the game. Mm. And to see a righty go that effortless to right center, that was a bomb. Yeah, that's like – from my vantage point, you could just see it, like, disappear into the night and just go. I mean, that ball was no doubt or just crushed. So I was in the broadcast booth for Eastern PA Network Sports. Great job. They do a great job with their uh, radio cast. And I was in the booth when he hit that homer. 
and I'm just sitting there, like, remembering I'm on a mic. I'm like, oh, like, I can't, like, react, you know? <laughs> like, this guy just goes, well, that one's gone, you know? Yeah, uh, I keep it, like, a little bit on my Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, like, you know, obviously we're rooting for the Delco team, but, like, I'm not going to just sit there and, you know, be yelling, you know, just making a scene. Like, obviously I'm excited, you know, especially being a media Little League alum. Uh, that, you know, means a lot like Strathaven did. But uh, we'll, we'll continue on here. Christian Nunez had a two-run double in the bottom of the fifth. Literally only played six games. They almost got that, uh, that mercy rule uh, hitting run there. They had but three shots at it. Yeah, they did. But they decided they just liked playing baseball with each other so much that they just wanted to, you know, play an extra three outs together. Yeah, pitcher wanted yeah. to go back out, throw, throw a couple more. So yeah, get, get some work. And we also got Nate Helberg to finish it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nolan Gratton threw two innings. I uh, did a great job. He didn't let up any base runners, according to this. I don't I don't remember any, but two innings pitch, zero hits, zero walks, zero earned runs. Sounds pretty good to me. I think he inherited runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was he it, inherited, yeah. Uh, he might have let one guy get on. Like when Maybe. When he first came in, I think there was a guy that he either walked or got in yeah. and then got out of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean either way here, but Nate Helber got the final, final out. They, they kept him under the pitch count so he could be available for tomorrow to start. So we're going to try something a little bit different here. We actually recorded a post-game interview with the Media Little League guys. I just took my phone out, started asking questions, and anybody who had something to say jumped in and had something to say. Uh, They were having a great time with this. Uh, They seemed like they really enjoyed it. So let's get a little, uh, little recap inside the mind of Media Little League as they won this game. All right, we're here with a big group of the Media Little League uh, team here. They just won 9 nothing over West Point Little League. We'll start. It feels great. It feels great. We'll start with Austin Crowley here. Austin, great day on the mound, three-run homer. What's going through your mind right now? I don't know. I'm just happy that we won. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, we won 9 nothing, so I'm just happy that we won. That's it. And job's not finished, right? Yeah, job's not finished. Seems like uh, Nolan Gratton has some more things to say here. Uh, just really excited to get the win. Uh, Pretty, yeah, just real excited to advance. What do you guys know about this team that you're going to play tomorrow? Do you see them at all, or were you guys not here for that game yet? We weren't here. We, I think, well, I saw them. They look, they look good. Beatable, though. They look good. Everyone's beatable when you're uh, when you're playing for media, literally, here. Come on now, let's go. Let's go. So what is it like for all you guys, anyone that wants to answer this, Ken, being able to play a tournament on your home field? Not your home field, your home your home county. Playing on Newtown Edge, what do you got? Uh, it feels really great because it feels like we have home field advantage. And as you saw, we had the highest scoring game today. So there's more to do, but that's a good start. All right, that was Christian Nunez right there. Does it feel a little bit just like intimidating being able to look out and just see everybody? Or is it more just like it's like all your friends and family out there? It's real electric. It's real electric. You can just see everyone out there and it just gives you energy, I feel like. really. Helpful. It's more exciting, yeah. That's yeah. it. I don't really get, I mean, you don't really get nervous when you see everybody out there. You get yeah. more like excited that you know that like everybody's rooting for you. Yeah. Friendly faces? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was an earthquake. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you know that one was going off the bat? Yeah. Feels good. Ask Trev. Trev, how how is your pimp double? Trevor Stronic, did you know that your double was going off the bat? Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. It felt really good, so I thought it was like forty feet over, but um. Yeah, that didn't happen. It's so. only embarrassing if you don't end up on second base. Yeah. If you end up on first, then Coach Tommy is not going to have a friendly conversation with you after. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of scary. Kind of scary, but. And look it off the bat for what it's worth. Uh, if it makes you feel better, we were not recording, so if you hit a homer, we would not have had it on video. Which uh, we were kind of happy about that, that it didn't go over just a little bit. It'll be a tough look. All right, anybody, any last words here? 
Hey, let's go get a dub tomorrow, right, boys? Yeah, 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 exactly. Job's not finished. All right, this will, this will likely be out uh, tomorrow morning. So 7 o'clock, it'll be Thursday night, Newtown Edgemont against Back Mountain for a spot in the winner's bracket championship. That's a good spot to be in. Dude, pull up. Everybody pull up. <laughs> if you're a Delco baseball fan and you're not here, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life if you're not here? Down the beach, come back. <laughs> championship game, if we make it, everybody better be here. Berg, be Berg, here. Berg wishes he was down the beach with his non-existent girlfriend. <laughs> I'm leaving that one in. Yeah, but I mean, once every eight years, Section 8 hosts it. And to have it in Delco, too, I mean, it's great for the brand uh, at the end of the day. Dude, but I need a shirt. Yeah. Dude, player of the game shirts? We got like 20. <laughs> My dad ordered just a bunch of these shirts. I'll start, I'll start bringing them. If we win the championship, everyone gets a shirt. Oh, I'm making them, I'm making them with media colors. Can I make one shout-out? Yeah. Can I make one shout-out? Shout-out to Nunez Baseball 7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube channel, go subscribe. You got a sub. You got a sub. If he hits 50 million views, did you already hit it yet? No, what? 50 million? Oh, 500. Oh, he's, he's 500 about, million. Are you? No, we're about to hit half, half mil. Yeah, we're about to hit half mil. Yeah. Oh, if I he think, hits a mil by the end of the year. I'll tell you want subscribers, not views. Yeah, he'll Dude, give us a YouTube at this point. I think the Delco Baseball Now YouTube has to make a, make a oh, debut. Yeah. I, I created it. I haven't done anything yet. Maybe we'll start making some video highlights. Ben, what do you think? Oh. Sure. Good. We're just growing now. I think so. Yeah. Interview. Interview. Yeah. All right. That's all the time we have here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll see you at Nell tomorrow night. See, that's just pure excitement right there. That's basically what Little League's all about. You know, like we we thought about whether we wanted to like you know interview them and take up their time. Like I know that they have a job, you know, that they're focused on, mm -hmm. and you know we don't want to be a distraction. But at the same time, it's like once you get to the state tournament, it's like you have to soak it in while you're here and enjoy it. They're kids. They're 12. So I feel like with these tournaments, like it is so much pressure on these guys, and everyone wants to go very far, and there's just, you know, win, you go home, or lose, you go home. But it is important to like, still go and have fun and just enjoy yourself. You're a kid. You're 12. Go have fun. Yeah, and they've been having fun this whole time, and, you know, it's not going to change now. Uh, clearly, they found their recipe for success. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of the other games real quick before we move on. So... There's eight teams in this tournament at Newtown Edgemont. There was games at 10, 1, 4, and 7. So the first game actually took 10 innings. Westchester's Eastside Little League won 3-1. Apparently, the team they played, Du Bois, had bases loaded, no outs, and bottom of the ninth, and they didn't score. So that's going to haunt them. That is brutal. That's going to haunt them. <laughs> yeah. brutal. Uh, Eastside, I will say, I think they have the best uniforms in the tournament. They're basically St. Louis Cardinals jersey, but the E in Eastside, like, curls around the bat. It's, saw, it's so, they're I so nice. I saw a couple kids coming around they're so the nice. Yeah. when I was I walking think, in. I think they're the best. I mean, because the West clean. Point were the most uh, flashy. The yeah, the, blue, had, the royal the blue very, pants. Those were um, But, those man, Eastside looks sharp, yeah. Um, all right, so other games here. So the second game, uh, I believe it was Council Rock was playing in it, uh, oh, and they yeah. lost to Northern Lebanon because I think it was a two-run single in the bottom of the fifth, so they won that game. But there was a controversial ending in the team that media is going to play Back Mountain and their game with Mifflinsburg. So it was 2-1 to one in the bottom, or the, I think it was the top of six. So 2-1 to one in the top of the six, so two outs. Then Mifflinsburg had a runner on first. They hit a, a ground ball to right field. It went past the right fielder. So the runner's rounding third, goes home, Head first slides in. He's called safe originally. Then all the umps meet together, and it's a rule that you can't do a head first slide. So they went out and called him out. And I kind of, like, wasn't really sure what was happening, so I was, like, talking to somebody. And then I just hear the whole back mountain crowd go nuts. Game over. Wow. The the kids thought they had tied it for Mifflinburg, and it was just game over. That's 
Yeah, I forget what the rule. I feel like the rule was you could slide back into a base, but you can't slide into a base. I think that might first. be it. Or just not home. Um, I, I don't know. That's a tough way to go, man. That's a <laughs> that's a really tough way to lose yeah. that game. Yeah. I kind of wish they just let them play at that point. You know, it was 2-2 in the top of the six. Like, let the, you know, but if the rule – I didn't yeah, – the thing tough. is, I didn't really – like, I wasn't paying attention to the slide, like, the rule like that because, like, you know, head first sliding is legal when we're – where we play. Like, I did, didn't even cross my mind that that was a possibility. Yeah, it's once you get to the big field, it's not even the fault. No. No. So, media will be playing uh, Back Mountain. That'll be a 7 o'clock Thursday night start. I'm enjoying the night games because it is hot out there during the day. It's only getting hot. Yeah, I went, I went to the game before because I just kind of want – I was A, I was bored, but B, like I wanted to see, like, all right, well, media is playing one of these two teams, win or lose. So, I might as well just, like, check them out and uh, know what we can talk about here. But uh, uh, so, also, quick wrap-up here. The Ridley 10-year-olds, they had a great run. They played the sectionals at Ridley. They, they had to be beaten twice by Morrisville, and they were. They were two close games. They lost 4-3 and 3-2. Uh, that, that hurts. Morrisville's making up for that tough day they had against Delco. Oh, yeah, earlier. yeah. Media beat them up earlier. Because I'm pretty sure Ridley beat Morrisville early in the tournament. They yeah, got that beaten was twice. A, that was yeah, the same, was... same thing going on there. Uh, great year for them. You know, they'll be back. I mean, anytime you win a district championship, especially. Oh, yeah. I don't, you know, obviously Ridley's got a lot of baseball talent. But I don't think, I remember reading an article that they haven't won, like, that many district championships no i feel like they're very maybe not at the 12th level that was what it was but either you know yeah i feel like recently they've gotten very good absolutely maybe a little bit after i stopped playing it's like the year uh where like tyler kehoe was on the team i remember reading article i think like maybe isaiah payton i bet billy corcoran might have been on it like really's got a lot of baseball talent all right speaking of a lot of baseball talent broomall newtown yeah is sending two teams to the babe ruth world series one at the 14 year old level and one at the 15 year old level and that's another area that's really good at baseball. They're just like a Babe Ruth powerhouse. Yeah. I don't know what they do in that 13 to 15 age range, but I feel like they're sending the team at least very far almost every year. Yeah, and I'm looking it up right now because I know that they won, like a bunch of guys that I played with were on the team that won like the Babe Ruth World Series when they yeah, were there was a team that like, won. 15. I think that was like Alden Mathis and like Luke Zimmerman's year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shockingly, the same group that won the state championship, you know, was uh, was good. Yeah, but no, they. Uh, so the fourteen year olds will be playing in Fredericksburg, Virginia. That'll be starting August third to August thirteenth. Fifteen year olds will be going to Jamestown, New York. I don't know. That could be a it could be a company business trip for a championship game, a little road trip. I don't know. It might have to. Be. I know enough people in Virginia and a couple in New York that. That would probably be like a if they're in the world like the national yeah, championship like a win to win like it. if they're yeah. if it's like a you know they can win it like that would a hundred percent be so able is that, to make it. Are there trip. international teams in that or is that? I stop believe after it's. 12? I think it's just the country. Ah, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure because they said that they sent two from each region. Uh, so I'm so thinking yeah, I'm yeah. thinking they do maybe the same type of tournament just you know with more mm. uh, American teams. But yeah, good luck to them. We'll hopefully uh, be able to to catch up on them. I'm uh, pretty sure they they stream their games on Game Changer, uh, so we'll be able to give them a little bit more of a focus here. But we got to talk about Ben, the Broomall oh, Gators. Wait, real quick, what do you got? I was gonna say just real quick, shout out to the uh, we haven't talked about them, but the Springfield Twelves made it to the uh, Cal Ripken uh, Mid Atlantic Regional Semis. It's an impressive run. Chase Ambrosio on both teams, media and that the yeah, Springfield Cal imagine Ripken going, team. Like, two regionals. Oh man, dude, that's a lot of baseball. A lot of good baseball too. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I know I I remember there was a Springfield team that went to some World Series last year. Yeah, it was, it was the Ripken World Series. It yeah. wasn't the same. They, they basically won like two more games okay. and got a little bit further. And aren't they called the Blue Sox too? I feel like the, I feel, had different team. Ma- maybe different it's names different ages, so a different long. team they name. Might be the Blue yeah, Sox, maybe though. different ages, different team name. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm very excited here to talk about. The Brewball Gators winning their fourth championship in <laughs> the last five years. A dynasty in, it's technically called the Mid-County League. Now, it'll always be Edco to us, but I play for this team. Uh, it's a lot of fun being a part because, you know, so we're talking about the Delco League in a little bit. The Delco League is very competitive. It's very serious. Once the playoffs come, it's pretty intense. Yep. You know, a lot of really good baseball. You argue it's serious throughout. I think it's, it's serious it's, throughout, yeah. but it's inten- more intense when the, yeah, when the playoffs definitely. come. Edco's a lot more laid back. It's guys who don't want the you know the grind of the Delco League, you know the commitment. They just want to like, have fun, just playing with. You know, it's a lot of Marple guys, so guys that they grew up playing with. We have a lot of guys who a play Delco League as well, like myself, but b guys that you know could a hundred percent still be doing like playing Delco League at a high level, like when they go all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. you know. But it's just like it's just it's fun winning in this league. Great vibes on the team, and I don't know, man. Five and six sounds pretty good next year. Yeah, no, you guys are gonna have a little bit of a target on your back, but I think that makes it even more exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to defend the title because we won three in a row. Then last year we lost in the semis. I'm not taking credit for that. I had a broken ankle. With that being said, I'm gonna take credit for a Wayne championship where I also had a broken ankle. Yeah, so you gotta own up to it. Yeah, either gotta way. go one way or another. Well, it's funny. I actually passed out at the game. Our Gators team got eliminated. No way. I was dehydrated because uh, I was still in the boot. I had taken like a bunch of ibuprofen. Cause I was in pain. I had mm-hmm. I just like hadn't eaten or had that much water, and next thing I know, I'm on the ground and 200 people are staring at me. The oh. kid in the boot passed out on the ground <laughs> with my eyes open. Apparently, oh. creepy, a little oh, creepy. Uh, yeah, uh, one kid's uh. like one one kid on my team's like I thought you were dead. I'm not gonna lie. And then yeah, I don't. I think yeah, I would, that would be my yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, I'm like well, still here, uh, and they couldn't win the game for me. They lost the game where I passed out and you know almost won the ambulance. I was like I was fine. Could be your fault though, because like you, you might. I ruined the vibes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry. We made up. Made up for it this year. Uh, ben Mutz had a great start for us. Uh, he's, you know, one. he's just he's been great for us this postseason, this whole season. You know, he's a guy that didn't even play high school baseball. He put a lot of work in after you know his uh, his college career started. He's you know become a heck of a player. Mm-hmm. Definition uh, of a late bloomer. Oh, definitely. Yeah, late bloomer, especially when his brother Luke has been such a stud for a long time. Yeah. You know, he kind of gets overlooked, but um, he had a great start. Kalen Rigner closed it out. Let's see, Cena McCready, three for three day with his kid in attendance, his uh, one or two year old son, Caden. Adorable. Dad adorable dad strength. Uh, Austin Marks had a two run double. Uh, it's a good win. It's a good win. That's all I have to say. I'm looking forward to next year. But speaking of Edco, we're going to start off with a team that was in the Edco League last year because we're going to do the Delco League recap for what we've had so far. So we're past the wild card round. This is being recorded Wednesday night. So at this point, the playing games are we done. Know who's in. We know who's in. We got the bracket right in front of us here. So we're going to start off. Chester took down Narberth in the first play-in game, five to two. Seemed like a good game, you know, especially for a Narberth team that really struggled this year. It's encouraging to know that you were at least in a competitive game. Like that's something yeah, you know you got to take compa- away. A lot of competitive yeah. games this year. Yeah, things are going to start falling their way. Uh, so we're going to quickly break down this game real quick. So starting on the mound for Chester with Shane Benedict. He's kind of been the guy that when, when our way team has played them, we've seen him a lot. Um, Definitely seems to be their ace. Yeah. Uh, so they won that game by score 5-2. to two. Shane was really good. Six innings, one earned run. He had nine strikeouts in the game. He threw 116 pitches. Put it all on the line for the boys here. Uh, we'll pull up on the game changer here how this thing went down. So Narbeth actually scored first. Garrett Friend had an RBI single. 
Then Chester got two back on a single by Rob Lucas, who will probably be seeing pitch at some point throughout this week because now they're going to be pretty busy. He's the lefty, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's yeah, a lefty. He's, he's kind of more like soft throwing, but honestly, dude, like sometimes that's well. a, yeah, that's effective. He gave, he gave us a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Rubin had a two-run single to make it 4-1. to one. They got it to 5-1 to one on a sack bunt. So playing some small ball when they got the lead. Right. They trust their pitching. Narbeth got one back, but it wasn't enough. Chester won that one 5-2. to two. And, you know, going into the playoffs, I feel like I didn't really know much about Chester because they're one of the teams that kind of struggles to get a lot of guys to games in the regular season. But, like, this team's so, – I mean, they look solid so yeah. far. They've, they've yeah. won two, you know, good games. There, When they have their guys, they're good. When they don't, it can be a bit of a mess. But I would imagine for the playoffs – you're going to have your guys, so we treat them as a very good team from here on out. And this is really interesting. So the top one to four spots in their order went 0 for 12. The, the 5 to 8 went 7 for 11. That's depth right there. That's what you got. It's kind of crazy. Look at this yeah. box score. 2, 2, 1, 2, and then you go up 0. That's gotta interesting. Got to pick up yeah. your boys sometimes. Interesting. Uh, moving on here, Chester, they had to win twice to get into the playoffs as a six seed, and they did just that. They took down... The Springfield Colonials, they took them down on the road. This one was by a score of 4-2, to two, and we got to tip our cap to Lincoln University's David Estevez for the complete game. Shoved. Complete game, one earned run, 6Ks, 102 pitches. I mean, you know, that's – especially for a guy that isn't that well-known. Like, I feel like a lot of people know who Shane Benedict is. Being he's like been a, around a little bit. He's been, well, and yeah. he's a Delco guy because he went yeah, to Marple. Yeah. David Estevez coming in, playoff start, and doing that's very impressive. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, hey, sometimes, especially when you've used your ace, gotta go to your second guy and someone's gonna have to step up. Kind of like what we talked about the lineup, and he did a, exactly that for them through a great game. Hopefully, those two guys bounce back uh, pretty well and can give us a good series against Drexel Hill. All right, moving on to the recap of this game here. Rob Lucas, seeing him on the board yeah. again, RBI single. Uh, yeah. We were, yeah. We were talking about the, uh, we had the Shohei. <laughs> Uh, comparison last time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he throws his name in there. Yeah, they got another run on a ground out. Uh, I apologize, Roselle. I think your first name is Brady. I think you follow my account. Uh, so if you do, shout out Brady. Uh, look him up. We're going to go live reaction here to see if I'm right. Because I, I definitely remember seeing, uh, I think he's a Radner guy. Let's see if you look like an idiot. I, I'm seeing Chris. Oh, no. Well, uh, wait. Chris. No, no, that's not him. That's not him. Oh, wait, is it him? Wait. I don't know. Chris, do you play <laughs> golf? Or Chris slash Brady, do you play golf? I'm thinking, Aiden? I don't know. That All was right, a route run. <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot of results yeah. here. I, yeah, I, interesting. What's going on here? Brady, oh, there we go. Brady. I think that's our guy. There we are. Coastal Club Baseball. Well, it's Respect not Penn State. to you, Brady. Thanks for following me. It's funny. I think our Penn State team is actually playing Coastal uh, on, on the way to Florida That's next year. Cool. So, Brady, get ready for the Penn State Baseball Club to come to your house. Uh, and your Radner teammates, Pat Mannix and Austin Marks, who are also on the Springfield Colonials team. So, that'll uh, that'll bring it back here. So, they got out to that 2 nothing lead early behind Estevez. They were going against a Springfield alum, Mike Smith. Yeah. Uh, they kind of went Johnny Holstaff in this one. They, they paired together four pitchers to get through this game. But their offense was the reason they lost in a 4-2 game, yeah, only getting two runs across. They got uh, a RBI ground out from Matt Shepard, and they also got a uh, single by another Brumall Gator, Jack Pacella. But at that point, that they were down 4-2. to two. Chester had taken that lead early. They got a uh, RBI. This was an error. Um, Hernandez drove in a run, and they extended that lead to 4-1. to one 
when they got a single from Brian Protesto, another Marple Newtown guy, oh, Baseball yeah. Factory. Uh, great, great blonde mullet. I don't know if really? you remember him. Great blonde mullet. I have not seen. I remember him from like when we were playing younger, but I have not seen the mullet yet. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Um, so yeah, Chester won that game by a score four to two. They will now take on Drexel Hill. So unfortunately, we don't really know as much about Chester as we do the other teams because there's an app called Game Changer that is used to enter stats and everything. They don't believe in it. They don't believe in it. They're all old school. Uh, they like using the book. You know, it's it's a little frustrating, but like I get seven teams, so I can usually tell. Uh, but you know, that's we talked a little bit about them. We're gonna talk about the Drexel Hill Ducks now. So they used to be called the Narberth Mudcats. So if anyone's listening that's been a Delco leaguer, you know, or someone that used to play in the league, the Mudcats are now the Ducks. And the new Narberth Outsiders team are just, you know, an ex- like a, a different expansion team. Yeah. So Drexel Hill has some bats. Let's just yeah, start out that. So are, start off um, when I think of the scariest hitters in the league, I think of Stephen Wells on Wayne and Chris Salvi on Bonner. They're just massive, dude. Like they're like I would not want to be playing third base or, or, or for Salvi or first base for Wells when they're up. Just large individuals, and they hit the ball. They swing hard. And they hit the ball hard a lot. I believe Salvi leads the league. He's got four homers. Uh, he's got an OPS of 1052. He's hitting 316. Uh, it's funny. Well, it's decent, not funny. It's out. not funny for Chris, but it's funny uh, just the situation that when we played a game there, it started pouring in the second inning. So we got one inning in, and in his one at bat, he got drilled in the elbow by Corey Woodcock. <laughs> and he's just like, and the once it started raining, he's like, damn, like you show up for that. You yeah, know, like that sucks. Uh, but man, they, they just have dudes up and down this lineup. Like they got. So Salvi, I would say, is like the heart of their order. But they got an interact take over here. So you got Tim Dickinson from Malvern Prep, Mark Quatrani from the Haverford School, uh, Pat Tolles from the Haverford School, but he's, you know, Cabrini now. But like Trey Tiffin is a Malvern guy that's going to Boston College. Mason Clark, same thing for him. Like, they just got – they're a very young team. Yeah, definitely a lot of – there are a lot of high school guys, right? A lot of high school guys and a lot of early college guys. That's good though. Like I was kind of almost like what we did a couple years ago at Upper Dar, where you put a young core together, and they've kind of. It's yeah, going to be interesting to see how they go from there. I think. It's yeah, and be, it's and it's fun when they play a team like Wayne. It's just like so professional. You yeah, know, you yeah, got yeah, like yeah. a bunch of like adults that have been on the team for a while. Like winning is not only like enjoyed, it's expected. expected yeah. You know, um, we'll talk about their pitching a little bit, but honestly, like it's not that it's bad. It's that it's. Very like they don't really have guys to throw a lot of innings. They kind of patch it all together. Which if you have the right plan, then that's fine. But you know, Pat Toll leads the team in innings pitched, and he's only thrown fifteen point one. Yeah, and that was I think going back trying to get an idea of who throws for these guys and what they have. It was a lot of just starter goes two, middle guy goes three, last guy goes two, and just putting it together. And to their credit, that's worked very well for them this year. Um, we'll see if that keeps going like that in the playoffs. I would imagine you'd probably stick with the steam strategy. Yeah, but. I would imagine something like that. I mean, you know, they have like a lot of guys. You know, they got their Bonner guys. Like they got Jackson Keough, Harry Carr, Brian Henry's pitching for them a little bit. Uh, for going Bonner alums, Chris Hyatt's still there as well. Um, new addition, Nick Knowles, in my opinion, is the scariest pitcher on the team to face. But he's kind of been he more. Hard. He's he been kind of more of a reliever. Hard. I mean, his dad's a World Series champ with the Phils. So uh, it's, it's, you know. It's hard to bet against those those bloodlines. Yeah, those the less Nick throws for Drexel Hill, the better though, because he's also on my MSBL <laughs> team, the Expos. <laughs> That's funny, and is one of our better pitchers. Yeah. So like, are the playoffs at the same time? Uh, yeah. So we're in semifinals for us start this weekend. Okay. Um, taking on the Glenn Mills Rays. I've, I've always I've kind seen. of known about the Rays. I think they're Glenn. I think Mills. they're Glenn Mills. Yeah, maybe have to make it out. Yeah, that's they're. Uh, 
They're the, the Razor, three-time defending champions. Oh, we got to unseat them. Yeah, looking for it. But, um, yeah, we're, we're going to need Nick on that playoff run. Yeah. So take it easy on his arm. That's fair. Hard. That's fair. So Aston Valley and Marple Newtown is the other matchup here. That series is honestly a battle of the opposites because we've talked about this in other shows. Marple is a team. They just have a bunch of good hitters and not much pitching. And Aston Valley, it's not that their lineup's bad, but, like, they're a team that's been carried by their arms forever. Yeah, and that's – I will say, though, we have a shout-out to Dylan Everly, who's nice enough to send me over the uh, Aston stats. They got a couple dudes that are raking right Who now. Who do you got? got? So, uh, Sean Hout, Cody Clausius are both hitting over 400. Um, so, I've been studying this. <laughs> and then we got a couple others. So, where is he here? Uh, Jake Mole also hitting like uh, 387. Yeah. Yeah. So, there, there's a couple dudes. There's a couple other guys hitting uh, over 300, I think, like three more. They're swinging it pretty well. It's And it's a little like – and then their pitchers are not the same guys we've known for a while, yeah. but are putting it together. They're still off from Wilmington. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's so there's Josh Lillis, who we know from Sun Valley. Yeah, his splitter's and then, nasty. I don't know who the other two. Uh, there's Aiden Chermel and Tyler Reiner. Chermel was from Silesiana. Okay. So. We faced him. Tyler Reinert, I think, is a Wilmington guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sense. And then I guess there's Brian Pozolski, who's uh, New Haven. And My then, old Little League teammate. Really? He's a no me Little League guy. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. And then. Uh, Assuming I know Roman Tazi was shut down a little bit, but he should be back. Definitely still hitting. Oh yeah, but if he pitches, he'll be yeah he'll be dangerous. No, I mean Aston Valley is a team where like I feel like they're never talked about among like the if you want to call them blue bloods, you know, in the Delta League, at least of this like generation. They're but, like, like, always a dark horse. They're all, they, they're I mean, always... you know, if you pull up like they're the the Delco League like past like champions because they have a tab on the website that has the past champions like Aston's one. They won at 17, 13, 12, 10, 05, 03. Like, they're a team that's always around. You weren't there to see that team in 17, were you? No, they, they, they were, were nasty. So good. Because I, I that was, like, my first full year in a league. And I threw against them, like, four times. And huh. they just shelled me. <laughs> Every time. They had some dudes, like, kind of 5'10 lefty with a beard who probably hit five home runs. <sighs> like, it was ridiculous. Uh, Is that back when they wore the white vests? Um, I think so. Yeah. They, oh my god. They, they ever, so good. They ever have orange jerseys? I don't remember what I don't they know. have. I don't know. Um, so we'll talk a, a couple things about, you know, these teams right here. We got the stats on Game Changer. I'll start off with the home team, uh that's Aston. Do you have any like specific stats like pitcher-wise? Um, so pitcher-wise, we talked see. hitters a little bit. So that was Dylan sent me the stats, but also he sent me a video of him huh. scrolling through Jeez. the stats. He so couldn't just gonna... like he could just like give you access. <laughs> it's, we're patching it together here. So so they got so the three guys I listed first for pitching: uh, Lillis, Reinert, Chermall are all over twenty innings. Um, let's see if when he scrolled over, we got anything else? That's brutal. Uh, Reiner has thrown three hundred ninety-one pitches this year. Jeez, pretty. It's a lot. Um, all right, here we go. Getting in the – oh, this doesn't even do an ERA for us. Um, but so, all right, earned runs. Lillis has given up 10 earned runs in 25 innings. Reiner, 12 in uh, like 21. And then um, Chermel was like 9 in I think 21 as well. They So, I mean, then Chermel threw against you guys. And didn't, yeah, didn't no, he did well. well, right? Yeah. All right, let's talk about this Marple Newtown offense. And I think my favorite uh, – I said on the, the show last week, my favorite, you know, 
person on this Marple team is Tom Carey because he goes from coaching Upper Darby High School to playing in the Delco League, and he's facing guys that he coached <laughs> against, which has to be just a kind of just bizarre, I think, feeling you know yeah, for him yeah. to be like I, I literally you know game planning against you a month ago, and I was like, all right, I am well, again, but in a different way. I mean, he's in 382. He's got the 500 on base percentage. Like he slept on, dude. That's how old is he? I don't think he's 30, but oh, okay. I might be. He's got a kid, so I'm going to say late 20s. Yeah, yeah still yeah. doing it. Respect. Man. Yeah. Uh, my guy, Jimmy DiCarlo, he was on that upper Derby team in 21. He was very young, so he didn't play too much really at that point. He is hitting 356. He's at, I think he's at that, like, Cumberland, like the RCSJ. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. A lot of Delco guys go there. Who else has been swinging the stick for them pretty well? I mean, CJ Castellos is always, just, like, solid. Yeah, I feel like every year he hits, like, high 200s. Veteran. Uh Gavin Severa is doing pretty well. Jake Fowler's their catcher. He's hitting 300 right now. I think I had him. Uh, spoiler alert: We're doing some type of like all Delco teams later in the year. I had him just like on my my watch list for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know I, my prediction is Aston wins this series. In you know the series length would be three games. I'm gonna pick a sweep, but I think I think Marple could win. It's just like I, I'm just gonna pick Aston in two games. What yeah, do you think? that's I. I feel like the lineup you can almost go either way. I, I honestly, I still like looking at it more. I still think Ashton has a better lineup, and they definitely have better pitching. Yeah, I, I just think I don't really think Marple. You know, their pitching is incredible. Uh, I mean, you never know who's going to start. Yeah. But if I'm just like just based on, I mean, they have guys that like. Uh, oh no, I'm forgetting the guys. I'm I'm blanking on the guy's name, but. Uh, like through like back to back games for them last year. Alex Cornell. Yeah, that was. I mean, they got guys like Alex Cornell was shoved for them, but there is it is going to be like interesting to see who they roll out there because I feel like it's been a different guy every day. Tyler Conlon will probably start one of the games. He's got 31 innings pitched and ERA of 2.26. Uh, Aiden Johnson pitches a lot for them. He leads the team with 32.2 innings. Steve, oh, yeah. Steve DeStefano. Jack Campbell could pitch too. I mean, Cornell's only thrown eleven, but maybe they're just like saving his arm, you know, yeah, to, to start in the be. playoffs. Interesting. Uh, I don't think I don't think Zepito has enough appearances. It's good for the league when he pitches for them, um, but it's probably saving for NC State. Yeah, a little bit. No, understandable there. So the way the bracket unfolds, Wayne uh, will be the one seed, and we will be playing whatever the lowest seed remaining is. So I believe the only team we can't play is Drexel Hill. If Drexel Hill wins, they'll play you yeah, guys and Upper Darby as the two seed. That's kind of the reason that we put in so much emphasis on being the one, you know? Yeah, and I think it's also why you want to get – I mean, just – I know for us, like, getting the bye was almost – not the minimum, but that was really what we wanted to do. Going up against you guys, like, it's, it's tough to get the one, especially just with the lineup you guys run out every day. Um but yeah, getting the buy is huge because then it's it's a week of rest. I mean, God knows, like I need it for throwing. Like it's 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 the week of rest and just being able to like set up everything after all the chaos unfolds of like the playing in the first round is just so important. Yeah, us old guys need that that yeah. bye week, especially man. Once you hit that twenty four on the age clock, whew, I'm enjoying it. Uh, and granted, I say that as if I'm actually gonna play during <laughs> the playoffs. Yeah, man, our, our Wayne team is special this year, uh, just top to bottom. And it's one of those things where, like, it's the age-old question. Like, would you rather be one of the worst players on an elite team or the elite player on one of the worst teams? And I'll take being on this team any day of the week, just knowing that, like, 
you know, I had the chance to be here for a while and it's just like anything, like you just, you got to get better if you want to mm-hmm. play, right? Like it's, it's not even a knock on you, you know, like, like all the bench players on Florida would be like the best player to ever walk the field yeah. at some low D ones, you know, if they, if they transferred to like a low D one school, right? It's just like, uh, to be a part of that team, you got to get better. And it's, it, I like being challenged, yeah, you know, definitely. why not? All right. Last but not least, we'll get, uh, we'll get a little bit of Phillies talk here and we're very excited right now. Because we just took a series from the first place Baltimore Orioles. And then, do they have the best record in the league? Best record in the American League. The American I believe league. the Braves are still ahead of them. Oh, I forgot about the Braves. Yeah, no. How could I forget about the Braves? But yeah, no, that was. It's like they, they've had a little bit of a uh, pattern now of dropping the first game and taking the next two or three. We saw with the Padres. Yeah, we definitely. We saw that now. Um, but hey, if that's how you're going to win, like, as long as you win series. Doesn't really matter how. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very exciting the way they won that second game. You know, you were staring a series lost right in the mm-hmm. face, right? You you lost the first game, then in the second game you have a runner on first with two outs and Bryson Stott up, and that dude is clutch. That dude is a ball player. Got the winning. Uh, excuse me. Got the tying run on, and he was the winning run. And like that's just like a gutsy win for a team that needed a gutsy win. Yeah, that was. It seems like. It, even, like, you go back to last year, a lot of these guys in this group, like, it seems like when they really need it, they just pull it out, like, somewhere. Yeah, and it's have insane. you taken a look at what their upcoming schedule is? Uh, I have not, no. Dude, kinda, so, the so they now play Pirates, Marlins, Royals, Nationals. Oh. The Royals, Nationals, and Pirates are – you have a strong argument that they're three of the five worst teams in, in the league. Yeah, you, yeah, know? you could argue that. The Royals are terrible. Obviously, the A's – Royals you and Nats, definitely. Royals and Nats, absolutely. Uh, and the Pirates, Pirates and they're just in a bad division too. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, if I don't know the exact number, I would guess at least one of these is probably four games. Uh, so somewhere around like 13, 14 ish games, like they can win 10 of these. They should, the Royals they at home, they should these. sweep the Royals at home. They should sweep, they should sweep the Nationals. They'll I probably really, lose yeah, one, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, we, we have a couple topics here we want to talk about. So we'll start off here. Bryce Harper looks like he's played first base his entire life. Yeah, I don't know like why I ever thought of it. I feel like I was scared of it when it first started. I don't know why I ever had any fear. The it's man risky, is, man. He's superhuman. He's not a real human being. He can do anything on a baseball field. I, I could imagine you'd like, well, maybe not right now with the UCL, but it, earlier if you pitched him, he'd probably do fine too. I remember hearing that he was up to like 96 in high school because like, yeah, he was a catcher. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you could put him at shortstop. Obviously, if his arm is healthy, you could put him at shortstop. And yeah. he'd be, you know, he's just <laughs> a ball player. But, he just figures it out. Yeah. Uh, so the trade deadline's coming up. There's a couple things that, you know, we've had opinions on in the show so far. Ben has been a huge supporter of Christopher Sanchez as, a, as a number five. And he had a great start against the O's on Monday. Yeah, he did great. I was Lucky enough to be at that game. It was my second Christopher Sup- Sanchez supporting the I've fan witnessed. club. I love God, it. <laughs> was really pulling for him hard from the from the nosebleeds. Uh, but no, he threw great. Like, yeah, it's, he's feel, given him a lot of just you know he's not going to shut anyone. No, out. He's, he's not supposed to. Between like yeah. two and four, runs. I feel like I'm always at some for some reason a Ranger starts just the way it turns out. But no, I mean I I think when you look I'm at Ranger start guy too. Yeah, I like it. You like your your lefties. Yeah, the little, the lefty yeah. like sinker baller guys just seem to be. Yeah. I feel like I love it, when you look at the trade deadline for what this team needs, I mean, my personally, my dream is Cody Bellinger just because yeah. you can play him at first and left. So if Harper needs a day off from first, you move him to first, put Harper DH and put Schwarber in left. And when Harper's playing first, you just DH Schwarber and put mm-hmm. Bellinger in left. Would, he would be the perfect fit. And he actually 
hits lefties better than righties. Really? I know it's a smaller sample size, but his numbers versus lefties are crazy. Hmm. That's Yeah, I mean, that's kind of – Bellinger really would fit very well. I feel like there's a lot of – I mean – well, we we just recently found out Shohei is now off the market. Yeah, that um, just literally some some kid told me at the media yeah, game. Like some like no, yeah, some like eleven year old kids like it's like guys, Shohei's off the trade market, and we're just like, yeah. <laughs> and then I looked at yeah, I looked at you. I'm like, well, at least he's not going to like the Dodgers or you the know. The crazy thing Rays. is, he told us that like thirty minutes before any kind of notification went to my phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it was breaking news. Yeah. This. Should sign him up. Yeah, really. Never, never too young to be an intern. Yeah. So yeah, we are insider. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, our we every week we kind of like to give our thoughts on the team, and like I still stand by the fact that I I do think they will make a wild card. Mm-hmm. I don't know what spot. I don't know who they're, they're gonna, gonna play. play uh, but like, I don't know, man. Like I, I think it's very hard to go back to the World Series. I mean, if I had to, you know, was a betting man, like no, I don't think they're gonna win the NL again. They could. I don't think they will. No, it's staring the Braves down is a little scary. And then especially, I don't know, you never know what like the Dodgers are going to do or yeah. something like that. But I'm honestly every day I'm I'm more and more confident in their the team runs on vibes. Run. It is, yeah, it's a very you know, vibes. The team vibes runs on vibes. Vi- Garrett Stubbs is the most important player on this team. I stand by that. The ultimate glue guy. Yeah, I listen to the, the I still listen to his playlist after him playlist. and Schwarber have a great, playlist. Really great yeah. playlist. Yeah. Yeah, and uh I don't know, teams need guys like that sometimes, but yeah, just keep the vibes up. Sometimes baseball is a very up and down type of sport, especially in the major league season where you play 162 games. Like guys like that who might not play a ton. I, mean, I know Garrett Stubbs does not get a ton of playing time, especially with JT. Yeah, no, no. I at mean all. JT is another where we could talk about like superhuman. He catches more games than I think any or close to any other MLB catcher. But having a guy like Stubbs, you can just keep the guys' heads up. Just be a good dude. Yeah, like, I don't know any. Other catcher in the league, maybe at, besides Adley Rutschman, that's having inside the park homer. Yeah, that's Adley's another dude, though. Yeah, he's, he's impressive. I'm glad he's not in our division or in our nope. league. Yep, very happy, very happy for that. Yeah. That was, Jordan Westberg hit his first home run the other day, too. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, the O's have a bright future. Uh, my roommate, one of my best friends, Ryan Hudinko, is a huge Orioles fan. We were at PJ Wellahan's, and he started, you know, cheering when. I forget who I don't even remember Ryan O'Hearn or Ryan O, some, what's the guy? Yeah, name? I think it's Ryan O'Hearn. Ryan O'Hearn uh, hit the homer in like the top of the eighth or whatever that was. Uh, got real quiet in the bottom of the ninth. He started getting booed when he was cheering. <laughs> uh, he real quiet. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, lost like that happens sometimes. I'm like, this is the best Orioles. Quick, team. Well, I'm like, this up. is the best Orioles team of your lifetime so far. Um, it, most talented, they, I think. Oh yeah, most talented. I was, yeah. How far did the one team? The one made the ALCS, but I don't think they were ever like twenty five games over five hundred. You know, no, yeah, like yeah, this yeah, team is. This team's like special. That. But if you're still starting Kyle Gibson come October, you're not winning the World Series. No, so they got to make some upgrades point. there. There's there, that stadium's so cool when they it have. The yeah. I need to go. Like I need to go as a twenty one year old now. <laughs> I, oh, I haven't yeah, gone since good. I was like fifteen. Yeah. I don't think I've gone since I was like seven. So yeah. you got well, me beat. Unfortunately, this is not a Baltimore Orioles podcast. This is a Delco baseball podcast. Uh, and I think that's all we got for you guys today. But there's a lot going on in the Delco baseball world. The state tournament going on at Newtown Edgemont Little League all week long. You know, go and check it out. Even if you can't make a media game, it's good baseball. It's once every eight years it's being held in Section 8, which is it's our very section. Fun event it's as well. it's like, awesome. It's really cool like, you know, see. bring your kids out, you know, bring your buddies. Like, And I mean this when I say this. 
there's no age that's not welcome at a little league tournament. Like you're not, you know, it's not yeah, like it's not, not like weird yeah. if you just show yeah. up. Like it's the you know it's the best show in town right now. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and these kids, you know, this is a once in a lifetime chance for them, especially media guys getting to play in Delco. Like mm. I slipped up earlier in the interview when I said like you're playing in you know on your home field. I meant to say in front of your home fans, which yeah, is absolutely you know. The case here almost is like a home field at that point. I'm sure like a lot of those guys have played games in Nell. Oh yeah, and if you can if you can hit at your own facility, then drive to your game. It's a home it's a home (laughs) game, you know. But that is all the time that we have here. So for Ben Thorpe and for myself, Brennan Ricciardi, we appreciate you tuning in. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you've not already. It's at Delco Baseball on Twitter and Instagram, and then I think it's just Delco Baseball now on Facebook. We are working on getting the YouTube channel up and running. I have it set up. Uh, I don't have the equipment yet, but we have the ideas, and that's that's the most important oh, part. Yeah. Uh, so once again, thank you guys for listening. So I think hopefully the plan is to record Sunday night because at that point we could potentially have media playing in the state championship Monday night. Also, the first day of the semifinals for the Delco League would be Monday as well. So that would be a nice little preview there. What do you think? We're going to manifest it. That's the, a, that's the plan. Week. All right, well, as always, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.